a member of the DATC media family. This is Dropped Among This Crowd, a podcast that dives into the music and community of improvisational progressive rock band, Humphreys McGee. Each episode will feature a rotating schedule of insightful show recaps, interviews with members of Team UM, as well as musicians who have been inspired by the band. This is your place for the latest news and happenings in the world of Humphreys McGee, keeping you informed on what's going on or where you can catch the next show. I'm your host, Sarah J. Thanks for joining me as we dive in. Are you prepared for what comes next? Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me for this week of Dropped Among This Crowd. I'm your host, Sarah J. I hope that you were able to check out the last fresh episode from two weeks ago, where I chatted with Benji, Lauren, and Matt the hosts of the newest show to join the DATC media family, the much obliged podcast, A Yellow Balloon Experience. We chatted about the history of the Yellow Balloons, the formation of the much obliged group, hosting a table at a show, their new podcast, and more. Such a great episode. Highly recommend giving that a listen if you haven't. And you can also check out their show anywhere you podcast. New episodes drop every Monday. If you're listening to this when it airs on Tuesday, June 20th, episode four featuring Amanda C. uh, dropped yesterday. So check that out. This week on the show, we're going to get all into this year's Summer Camp Music Festival May 26th through 28th at Three Sisters Park in Chillicothe, Illinois. But before we get into everything, some news and miscellaneous stuff for you. Hopefully you checked out Frame by Frame, the new rockumentary celebrating 25 years, directed by Pete Herzog. That premiered last Sunday, June 11th. As far as I know, that is still available to stream on Nugs. There is a link in the show notes where you can check that out. And if you're not a Nugs subscriber, there is a link where you can do a free trial or just sign up. And honestly, if you're not already a Nugs subscriber, I highly recommend that you do that. It's honestly my most used app obviously for work, listening to the shows. But just anyways, all the Umfree shows are on there. They've been putting the archival release on there. There's Mo shows on there. There's Pearl Jam shows on there. There's Disco Biscuits. They just started releasing live Yes from the 70s. Peter Gabriel is on there. I mean, there is so much music on there. Billy Strings. Um, yeah, I'm just like trying to think, but there's a lot. So it's definitely worth, um, like $14 or whatever it is every month. Um, so yeah, if you're not a Nug subscriber, check it out. Um, also like the live streams this past weekend at Red Rocks were free for Nug subscribers. So definitely worth it. Check it out if you're not already a subscriber. But yeah, frame by frame. Awesome little rockumentary that Pete Herzog put together, and the Q&A after was also awesome. 
Brendan, Andy, Kevin, and Pete chatted with Umphrey's Chief Technology Officer, Adam Scheinberg. He joined me at Umble on my analysis panel, and he's been a guest here on the show a couple times. Uh, we also did an Instagram Live over the New Year's run and during the birthday weekend shows. Um, so Adam is a good friend of mine and a huge supporter of all things DATC. Uh, so it was awesome to see him up there facilitating the q and I'm not sure if the Q&A will be available to rewatch if you purchase the movie now or if you rewatch it. Um, I'm not sure about that because I haven't had a chance to go back and rewatch it yet. But um, that Q&A was fun. And maybe you caught it if you did watch that live or perhaps you were there at the Music Box Theater. Kevin <laughs> spilling the beans about the location of Humble 10 telling Adam to definitely don't let people know that it's not in Boston. You know, however he said it, you know, it was obviously a very sarcastic, um, haphazard, backwardy way to tell everybody that it is in Boston. Um, official announcement is still set to happen, so keep your eyes peeled for that. And, of course, you know, I'll be bringing you all of the information. Very excited for Humble 10. As I said on my YouTube live show, I've already got a ton of ideas swirling around in my head for this year. So stay tuned for that as well. Speaking of announcements, September 21st through 23rd, Healing Appalachia at the State Fairgrounds in Lewisburg, West Virginia. Hope in the Hills, a not-for-profit produces that and other events that help connect and grow communities of healing and recovery in Appalachia. This year's headliner is Tyler Childers. And I said this before on my live show, I feel like he has some involvement with the not-for-profit. I don't know if he started it or he helped fund it. I feel like he's more involved in that than just being the headliner. Um, but I you know, I don't totally know. Other acts this year, Trey and Classic Tab, Government Mule, Marcus King, Arlo McKinley, Humphreys, obviously, and a whole list of others. There is one name not released yet. If you look at the graphic that the band put out, um, some people have speculation that it is um, King Gizzard, um, perhaps considering how long the name is it's very possible somebody else said yonder mountain string band that's also a possibility um but we will see information about the festival and some more about hope in the hills you can find a link for that in the show notes and also recently announced october 25th and 26th at higher ground in burlington vermont a venue they haven't played at since 2016 Tickets are now on sale for that. For a complete list of dates and where you can snag tickets, link in the show notes. And the first five episodes of the new miniseries, We've Come So Far, where we hear more from Umfreaks about traveling, food, favorite cities, dream concert destinations, and more, are now available to listen to on Patreon. Everybody is really loving those chats, and it's been a really fun project to work on. I have a couple more that I need to edit, and I have a 
chat on my calendar this week. A lot more episodes will be coming soon. So if you're interested in checking that out, head to patreon.com slash DATC Media Company. And if you're interested in signing up and being a part of this, head to DATCmediacompany.com. There is a little part where you like click it and it'll say we've come so far and go there, fill out the form, and then I'll reach out to you about scheduling a time. Um, I would love to to hear your stories. And if you have signed up and you haven't scheduled a time, check your emails. I did send out another one last week sometime. Um, So check and see if you got it. Also check your spam folders because sometimes it also ends up there. Um, So get get your your time on the calendar. I really would love to talk to as many people as I can. This has been so much fun to hear these stories and different experiences. And um, it's been really interesting to hear a lot of people come up with the same response of dream concert destination. So check it out if you're interested, patreon.com slash the ATC Media Company. And check out my show Wrapped Around on YouTube for the latest news of the week from DATC Media and Umphreys on Saturdays at 1 p.m. Eastern. I really get into the very most recent news sometimes with this show. Um, You know, like I took a week off and the show is going to be taking two weeks off after this because I'm going to be moving and, and doing a bunch of stuff in my life. And so it's nice to go live on Saturdays and just really update everybody more recently about the news that has been going on. And it's a lot of fun because people comment and, you know, we talk back and forth. And so I really enjoy that as well. So over on YouTube, wrapped around Saturdays at 1 p.m. Eastern and past episodes are available to watch if you're interested. All right, so let's dive in. Before we do that, I want to shout out Anna, the newest member of the DATC media team. I know that I brought her up earlier in the year during the Midwest run. She took photos in Detroit and she did some photos. I believe it was the Madison show off the top of my head. And then she just did the Dubious Brothers show in Peoria. And she did an absolutely amazing job taking photos for the company all weekend at summer camp. There is a link in the show notes for where you can check out a full gallery of each of the days on the DATC Media website. And I also posted a bunch of pictures like on the on the social media outlets, uh, Instagram, Facebook are mostly where I hang out. And I also want to shout out DATC street team member Megan Carter, who was very awesome in getting some videos and other coverage from the weekend. And Megan was also on the most recent episode of We've Come So Far. So check her out on there. I'm sure everyone at this point has heard about summer camps announcement that they made ahead of this year's festival. Basically, if you haven't heard in a nutshell, moving forward, summer camp will look differently than it has over the past 20 plus years. 
no word on what that exactly is yet. Um, still waiting for summer camp to make an announcement. Of course, you know, after throwing a massive festival and, and doing all the things, it takes a little bit of time to rest and recover and, and kind of recoup and wrap your mind around the weekend. Um, so still waiting for an announcement from summer camp to see what it's going to look like moving forward. I'm personally very interested to see what they have in store for us. I would love to see Mo and Umphreys still there, have it scaled back a little bit. Um, but yeah, we shall see. Be interesting for sure. And uh, of course, I'll be bringing you the news on that. In my opinion, Joel was the MVP of summer camp this year. In addition to playing his sets with Umphreys and slaying those, he also played Thursday in the VIP lounge with Jason Hahn and Kyle Hollingsworth. He would sit in with the Biscuits on Thursday evening. He also sat in with Squeaky Feet on Sunday afternoon. He also did a set with Everyone Orchestra and then with La Special for Headbangers Ball on Saturday night. And Joel was not the only one that was very busy over the weekend. Stasic would also play two sets with Doom Flamingo. One Thursday night, late night in the Red Barn, and then Friday afternoon after Umphrey set. And then Death Kings would close it out on Sunday night. They recently just announced a show in Charleston on Thursday of this week. If you're listening to this when it airs, opening for Andy Frasco, as well as after the Umphrey show here in Buffalo on June 29th. Give them a follow on Instagram and Facebook to keep in the loop about any show announcements. Ben Factor did a post on social media about the projection mapping that he did on the moonshine stage structure and the surrounding tree line. You can check that out on Instagram. BP Factor, if you're not already giving him a follow. Barry Butler also posted that the band used some of his recent Ireland footage during the weekend. You may recognize his work from the cover of the Asking for a Friend album, as well as the spiral staircase photo that the band used when they released Staircase. First up, May 26th, doing things backward this year at summer camp. Umphreys would play their afternoon set on Friday instead of Sunday. And as I just mentioned, they were on the moonshine stage this year. I'm pretty sure the last time they were there was 2008. That was my first summer camp, and I saw them on that stage. And if my memory serves me correctly, 2009, they were on a different stage because that was the year that they did Miss Tinkles with the fireworks in 2009. That was pretty ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, starting off this afternoon set with Conduit, detaching and drifting off after four minutes, opening up and very nicely warming up the engine for the set ahead, landing nicely back into Conduit slightly before four minutes later. Pure saturation next, the first tune from the evening to find a spot on my highlights list. I did make a Summer Camp 2023 highlights list, which I will link in the show notes, as well as my 2023 highlights list. 
And that's on Nugs. And like I said at the top of the show, if you are not a subscriber, highly recommend it. There's a link in the show notes for where you can snag a subscription or a seven-day free trial. And then you can check out these playlists that I share in my episodes. Anyway, back to this pure saturation, expanding nicely, clocking just over 14 minutes, leaving pure saturation proper in the dust and sensually dancing off slightly before five minutes, really lacing up its dancing shoes and embarking on its adventure. Joel coming out with those 70s Stevie Wonder vibes about 10 minutes, getting slightly grimier as it continues releasing its grip and putting on something a little sexier as it makes its way out the door. I did not go back and look at each of the other 15 other times that this tune has been played at the time of this recording. They did play it also at Red Rock, and that had some really nice expansion. But this right here before Red Rocks was the most expansion that we've seen from the tune so far. And then they also. Um, did it very nicely at Red Rocks, which we will get to in a future episode, of course. Very nice segue into the next tune, Hiccup. Thin Air would follow the first time this has been played at summer camp, which was, to me, a very surprising fact to find out. Draconian next. This would also find a spot on my highlights list. No surprise, I'm sure. Beginning to venture into the thick of this after four minutes, reaching some very nice heights during its time out among the stars, bringing it a little closer to Earth about nine minutes, setting its sights on soaring into the ending part of Draconian and those lyrics. Fucking love that tune. And Adam, if you're listening, he's probably chuckling right now because he has remarked that. We know Sarah will like the set list when there's a draconian on there. (laughs) A debut cover next, What's Love Got to Do With It, with Kanika, in honor of Tina Turner, who passed away two days before this show. What's Love Got to Do With It can be found on Tina Turner's 1984 Private Dancer album. Literal goosebumps. Every last part of this cover was so spot on. The band's playing, Kanika's singing, and I will never stop saying how much of a goddess Kanika is. Every time I talk about her on the show, I say the same thing. I know that. I keep reiterating the same point, and we all know it. She's absolutely amazing. But this cover was so well done. Like, I knew that she would be able to cover Tina Turner really well, and I was so blown away by this. It was absolutely incredible. A very wonderful and beautiful tribute to Tina Turner on all the levels for Kanika, I'm sure. Just, ugh. If you haven't listened to this yet, do yourself a favor and do that. Seriously. Because it's just... So good. And if you are not shaking your ass and feeling good while listening to this, then I just, I don't know what, what is wrong with you. Even just talking about it again, I'm thinking about it and getting goosebumps. Like, oh, she's just so amazing. But even just the band's playing of it too. Of course. I mean, I said that before. They don't just cover something to cover it, you know, but it was 
Ah, so good. So good. Rounding out this first set for the Bandit Summer Camp with Glory, 40s theme, and Puppet String. That can also be found on my highlights list. I love how on the set list it said Big J-O after Puppet String. And I jokingly said to a friend that that was like a love language for me. But I wasn't actually joking. I absolutely love me a Big J-O. Yeah. When I see that on a set list, I'm like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Abandoning Puppet String proper after four minutes and matter-of-factly charging off. Joel as the captain blasting us right off into space briefly, planting its feet back on Earth slightly over two minutes later, holding on to that attitude as it continued for about a minute, falling all apart, methodically building back together taking a moment to catch its breath before tumbling back into puppet string proper. And that would end the Friday afternoon set. Hey, Carl, guess what? What, man? Not only is there a Patreon for Dropped Among This Crowd Media, which already is a great way to support, but for those who are getting cold feet and not sure, there's now a 14-day trial. You can see some of the benefits that you get at the Oh, shut the front door. Some conversations that you don't get on the show. Will and I are about to record a football one. Actually, Carl and I are uh, recording longer and longer interviews. I don't know if they're all going to make the podcast. Mm. But you'll always be able to find the full version of the interview. That's a good problem to have. On Patreon, yes. We've we've been talking to some talkers. Yeah, that's for sure. But, you know, there's going to be more more content more and more benefit and gosh dang it just helps sarah create more podcasts there's so many things on the back burner and sherman will be with us every day right sherman sherman's nibbling on my knee right now i miss my birdie (laughs) and as always thank you sarah i tell you carl there's a lot of people out there who have either band or, or they have a business or they're an artist and then, mm-hmm. you know, they're looking to reach this music loving, traveling music fan mm-hmm. kind of world, which can be elusive. Yes, they're dreamers. Yes. Like minded people. What better way than through dropped among this crowd? If you want to, if you want to, if you have a podcast you want to create, mm-hmm. Sarah can provide a platform. She can pl- she can provide um, promotion on social media. She can provide an engineer. Um, or if you want to advertise or if you have any big idea, particularly with the artists, mm-hmm. you want to email Sarah at DA. ATCmediacompany.com. She can provide, again, a platform for your podcast, social media promotion. Uh, she can even provide an engineer. Because, folks, you know, you want to reach fellow Umphreys fans or jam fans or music industry people or musicians or just people who love music and travel for it, or as in the case with Stu on this, mm-hmm. foodies, mm-hmm. music loving foodies. That's right. And if y'all need any help with recipes, you need to get a hold of me. Yeah, you need to get Carl directly. But if you want stuff with promotion and social media savvy and a podcast platform, you want to email Sarah at DATCmediacompany.com. Sarah at DATCmediacompany.com. Correct. You want to know how to peel and cut an onion? You talk to me. That's Carl. You want to put out a podcast? You want to put out some material, some artistic expressions that that you want to get paid for, you contact Sarah J. And if you have old cassettes that you don't know what to do with, you send them to me, Rob Turner. <laughs> Next up, Saturday night, May 27th. First up, the Mo and Umphrey set. Opening with the Mo tune Moth with Brendan. 
This would venture off slightly before six minutes. Right away when it ventured out, I had a feeling that meat was on the horizon. I mentioned, I'm sure, many times here on the show, and I've and it's come up in conversation when I have guests here on the show about how much I love Mo, how much Mo I've seen, how Mo is the reason that I really got into Umphreys, the reason I went to my first summer camp. Um, so if there's a band that I can name that tune in one note, <laughs> also besides Umphreys, it would be Mo. And when they went into this jam, I was just like, oh, we're going to get a meet. We're we're going to get one. I didn't think it was like coming right next, but I had a feeling that it was coming. They legit wasted no time just unleashing straight up rock and roll madness. And I threw this first tune on my Scamp 2023 highlights list. And as I had predicted, transitioning so nicely into Meet Next, this would feature Jake and Joel. And it had a very nice Have a Cigar vibe to the jam, about 10-ish minutes. And everything about this was just absolutely ridiculous. Personal highlight from the night and honestly from the whole weekend. And if we can include this in voting for 2023 Hall of Fame, it's getting mine. I mean, it's probably off the table because it is a Motune, but it's a ridiculous version of it. Just the way that Chuck and Jake are playing and it's just there's one point where Chuck like lays his guitar down for a minute and Jake is like waving it because it's just obvious the heat that is radiating off of his guitar and you know maybe some of you don't know that Chuck had a stroke and so he wasn't playing music for a long time and so to see him up there playing anyway is just amazing and the way that he's playing is like he was never gone which is just incredible for someone that had a stroke and not only had to relearn I'm sure all of these different day-to-day functions but to regain the function of shredding on the guitar the way that he did and is continuing to do is just absolutely incredible and then just to watch the two of them go toe to toe is like one of my favorite things so this was just uh so hot so hot oh so hot (laughs) in the kitchen next umphreys with al love the every breath smells like mo line Dancing off slightly before four minutes, beginning its arrival back into kitchen about eight and a half. Fun fact, in case you didn't know, back in 2014 at summer camp, Mo covered in the kitchen while Umphreys covered Rebubula. Love that. Like, it was good. There's definitely video of that on YouTube. In memory of Elizabeth Reed, next with Mo without Chuck with Jake, Brendan, and Andy, originally by the Allman Brothers, perhaps chosen to be played in memory of Greg Allman's passing on May 27th, 2017. This tune, never covered by Umphreys before, can be found on the Allman Brothers 1970 Idlewild South album. I know Mo has covered this tune a bunch, and, like, legit, how 
great of a song is this for them to cover? The Almond Brothers is a perfect band for Mo to cover. Just similarly how I have said the Talking Heads and the Police are a perfect band for Umphreys to cover. And the Almond Brothers are just such a great band for Mo to cover. Just perfect. Rebubula next. Last played by Um May 3rd, 2014 at Um Bowl 5 at the Capitol Theater in Port Chester, New York. Umphreys has covered this Mo tune 47 times now, dating all the way back to January 29th, 1998. This first half would be Mo minus Chuck, but with Jake. Then during Jim's xylophone solo, a band switch with Mo leaving the stage and Umphreys coming out to finish. And I'm sure some folks listening to this know this story that I'm about to share, but I just love this story. So back in the day, Brendan was a a huge Mo fan. Still is, but, you know, back in the day, very evident by the fact that they were covering Rebubula in 98 before Jake or Chris even joined the band. But Brendan sent Al a tape of Umphreys playing Rebubula, but said that it was his friend's band in case Al thought it sucked and, you know, he didn't want to be embarrassed. Well, of course, Al thought it was great. And then Brendan fessed up and admitted it, that it was his band. So I just love that story. And I love that it shows Brendan being a fan of a band, you know what I mean? And now he's where he is in his career and and people feel that way about him. And the best part of that story is the friendship that these two bands have forged over the years and the numerous times that they've gotten to share the stage and play music together. Recently, obviously, at summer camp and then again at Red Rocks. It's very cool to like think back to that story and see where Umphreys is now. And Brendan kind of alludes to that in his Don't You Forget About Me speech during the encore Sunday night. Um, but it's just one of those things that's really cool of you just never know where life is going to take you, you know. The silent type next with Chuck, Jim, and Nate sinking its heels in and driving off about three minutes. Unleashing a crazy train tease about five-ish minutes later. Cooling its heels as it starts to drive back into the silent type. Not coming all the way back in just yet. Deciding to take it for one more spin around the block. Getting grimy, gathering momentum, and full steam ahead into the silent type. I really loved the extra little flavor that the xylophone added to that jam. And I also threw that on my scamp highlights list. A cover of Cross-Eyed and Painless Next, originally by the Talking Heads, that can be found on their 1980 Remain in Light album. The first time that Umphreys has played this, and that was surprising for me to learn as well. And like I just said a little earlier here in the show, Talking Heads, such a great band for Umphreys to cover. This was played with Mo and without Ryan. Don't Fear the Reaper next with Mo, Ben Atkind, the drummer from Goose, Mike Dillon and Rory Dolan, the drummer from Le Special, all on cowbells. Rob would beat the shit out of a giant cowbell hoisted up behind Jake. We would also see that cowbell again night one of Red Rocks and 
You know, it, it makes me wonder, where do you get a cowbell of that size? I want to know where. And whose idea was it to be like, yeah, let's, let's order a giant cowbell and take it to summer camp and cover Don't Fear the Reaper? Like, I got to know. I got to get to the bottom of this. Seriously. Last time that was played, August 15th, 2013, at Louisville Palace Theater in Louisville, Kentucky. But only one verse. The last time it was covered in its entirety was February 25th, 2006 at Murat Shrine Center with Joel on guitar and Glenn Koch on cowbell. Originally by Blue Oyster Cult, this can be found on their 1976 Agents of Fortune album. And ending this set with Mo with a cover of We're an American Band with Chris on vocals. The second time that Umphreys has played that, last time played May 29th, 2021 at Crowfoot Festival Grounds in Pontiac, Michigan, originally by Grand Funk Railroad. That can be found on their 1973 We're an American Band album. Hey, Rob. What's up, Carl? Guess what time it is. Time for another season of Ooh on this. That's right. You guessed it. How'd you guess it? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm so smart. We just did our first three interviews, and they were lengthy. I can't wait to share them with the audience. We're not afraid to go deep. Uh, we're going to jump into Juniper Tree. We're going to jump into, what was Joel's band's name again? Something Bob. Right? Something Stomper about Bob. Bob. Stomper Bob. Stomper Bob. We're going to go back in time. And we're also Tashi gonna... Station. But we're also going to talk to people like Daniel Donato and Michael Palmasano and, and other folks. And Carl's going to make more mystery songs. And we're gonna he's going to make dishes that relate to the guests. We might even talk about Bigfoot and aliens. Who knows? A lot of food, a lot of conspiracies, a lot of sports, and a whole lot of bullshit. Just, Tune in. Just natural conversation. Nothing forced, nothing scripted. Just real. Real life. Indeed. Hey, this is Rob Turner. I hope you're enjoying this podcast on the Dropped Among This Crowd Media Network. But my friend Jimmy Knowledge and I also have a podcast on this network that we'd like you to listen to, don't we, Jimmy? It's called the Umphreys Wow Show. What we're doing, at least in this season, it, uh, we're perfectly willing to let the podcast evolve over the course of time. But season one, we're going through various old school Umphreys McGee songs and exploring them with comments from the band and from the listeners. Generally, we have a side A that's more of a general overview, and then we have a side B where Jimmy Knowledge shines even more than usual, right, Jimmy? Tell them about side B. Side B is for the curious, the folks that have their scuba gear on and are diving deeper into the improv world and and uh, a lot of the the gooey goodness that happens in in each of these songs. They they all have a unique personality, and we explore that. The best versions of the song. The, the uh, traces of where the song came from and the songs that came from improvisation out of these songs. And then we have a metal round with a guest from the Umphreys world. And they each, Jimmy, myself, and the guest pick their top three versions of said song. And then you, the listener, vote on them. And there is some waxing poetic. Not too much. Well, 
maybe sometimes too much. But we appreciate if you give us a chance and listen. It's the Umphrey's Wow Show on Dropped Among This Crowd Media. Thank you, Sarah. All right. Second set, Saturday night. Just Umphrey's and a giant all-in-time sandwich. This front half of all-in-time would detach and wander off on its own about three minutes, very aggressively forging forward, cooling its heels slightly about four minutes later, beginning to flutter around, gathering uplifting energy, getting some nice height before cascading down to earth. Some slight clues as to where we're heading next beginning to reveal itself as we leave all in time in the rear view for now. Small strides next, making its intentional voyage into space after three minutes, keeping things to the troposphere for the beginning part of this jam, beginning to climb about three minutes later, metallically beginning its slide back into small strides about eight minutes. Staircase. At the time of summer camp, that was the sixth time that that tune has been played. They did play it at Red Rocks this past weekend. And they did also play it in early June in Portland, Maine. So that would be seven, eight, nine plays at the time of this episode's recording and release. Also, as Bayless mentioned, the first time that they played that at summer camp. Wizard Burial Ground next with a fun rebubula back and forth between Brendan and Jake after it cools its heels coming out of Wizard. Then a Norwegian wood tease from Joel and Bayless giving us a line of the nationwide jingle (laughs) before venturing back into Wizards. Looks next. This would find a spot on my scamp highlights list. I just enjoy the direction this jam went, and I personally love looks anyway, but it's also a hell of a jam vehicle. Getting to it very early on, slightly before two minutes, steadily grooving as it continues, landing very nicely back into looks about six minutes later. Jajunk next. And I'm sure by now, everyone listening to this knows how I feel about that tune. And honestly, I'm pretty sure that I could do an entire episode about my love for Jajunk. (laughs) Bad Friday would follow. This would also find a spot on my Scamp highlights list. Another fantastic jam vehicle. Joel preparing us for our blissful exploration of the stars reaching some serious high depths as it continues. A very Joel-heavy jam for sure. Dancing back into Bad Friday after 10 minutes. Tribulations next, played four times total now. Last covered August 13th, 2021 at Riverside Theater in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Originally by LCD Sound System, found on their 2005 debut self-titled album. Such a fantastic cover for them to do. And Chris singing this is just chef's kiss. I mean, I love Chris's voice anyways. He is so amazing when he sings. Um, But this is such a great cover for them all around. And the conclusion of All in Time to close out this Saturday night, late night, set. 
Hey, this is Benji from the Much Obliged podcast, The Yellow Balloon Experience, where we talk to and explore the world of the live music fan base who have chosen to live drug and alcohol free. Each week, we'll have a guest that we interview and then play their open talk from our weekly meetings where they have shared their experience, strength, and hope with the community. New episodes drop every Monday at datcmedia.com. You can find us on Facebook in the Much Obliged Facebook group or on Instagram at at jawjunkie, J-A-H-J-U-N-K-I-E. And if you're at a live show and you see the yellow balloons or a one show at a time sticker, come by and say hi. This week, May 28th, in the afternoon, Brendan and Jake sat in with Willie Nelson on the tune Will the Circle Be Unbroken. Chuck Al and Rob, as well as Sierra Hull, would join. There is a video of that on YouTube. I'll throw a link for that in the show notes. The evening would kick off with the walkout tune There's No Crying in Mexico, transitioning next into 1348. And it would be revealed in time that this whole evening was a massive, stuffed-to-the-brim 1348 sandwich. This front half of 1348 would venture off slightly before three minutes, lifting off, gaining elevation, and enjoying a wings-outstretched fly-around, planting its feet back on Earth very nicely about three minutes later joyfully dancing off as it sets its sights on the exit, leaving 1348 in the rear view for now. Stomping full of attitude into Domino Theory next, dabbling in some Southeastern vibes as we begin to sink our heels into the jam, fully engulfing us and transporting us to another time and place as we continue to journey. Very methodically and with hurried energy, rebuilding the pieces of Domino Theory back together about seven minutes. You can hear it creeping in the background, becoming more and more intense and full of authority. Like I've said many times, it took me some time to come to love that tune, but I have seriously come around and I love where they take us with the jam inside that one. Great jam vehicle, and I think as time has gone on, I have come to appreciate those lyrics on a whole new level. So, (laughs) a very nice two by two sandwich next. This whole thing found a spot on my summer camp highlights list. Inside of this, we would find Fenced In, the first time we would see that happen with this new tune. This two-by-two would beautifully drift off slightly before seven minutes, opening and revealing a gleeful, soaring, uplifting jam about five minutes later, landing back on Earth very delicately and transitioning into Fenced In, a standard version inside this sandwich, coming maniacally into the conclusion of two-by-two. And this 2x2 was a callback to the May 25th, 2012 2x2. Give that a listen. Whoppy Sprayberry next, shaking off Whoppy proper and getting seductive about four minutes. Tethering back and forth between attitude and sexiness, exposing more of itself as it enjoyed its jaunt unchaperoned. 
sinisterly beginning to creep its way back into WAPI about 12 minutes. Ringo to close out this first set on Saturday night. Fucking filthy. And I'm sure no surprise to hear that you'll find this on my highlights list. I particularly like the direction this jam went after coming back into Ringo and venturing out after seven minutes. Two by two, Wappy and Ringo in the second half of this first set. That's some very heavy hitters in a row there, for sure. The final set of the weekend opening with attachments. This would also find a spot on my Summer Camp 2023 list. We'd see some nice expansion from this, detaching and aggressively venturing off slightly before eight minutes. Stank, face, engaged. 100%. Shooting its lasers into the atmosphere as it really embarked on its interstellar adventure, rounding the corner and revealing kind of 90s alt-rock vibe, for only a little bit. Continuing to dance, revealing more and more layers of itself as it climbs and soars, bringing it to a more even level as it sets its sights on the exit. The last few seconds of that, we start to get a hint of where we're heading next. Booth love. This also found a spot on my highlights list. And shout out to my photographer, Anna, who finally got her booth love. And it was a very nice one, too. This would dabble in a sexy Another Brick in the Wall tease after it ventured out after six minutes. Shaking that off and continuing on, opening up and completely losing its mind, getting some nice height, setting it back down on Earth, and very nicely strutting back into Booth Love about 11 and a half. A nice bridgeless sandwich next. And they have been destroying this song lately. I mean, we're talking about Bridgeless, so that's that's like a duh statement. But the one from Red Rocks, which we'll get to in a future episode, already on my Hall of Fame contenders list. It went right over there. I'm thinking in the moment, too. I'm like, this is going on my Hall of Fame contenders list. Anyway, <laughs> back to this one from Scamp. This sandwich would have Haji and a scapegoat stuffed inside. This first half of Bridgeless would abandon its roots and robotically set off after six minutes, cooling its heels for a few minutes before picking up momentum, quickly placing pieces on top of each other as it continues to build, nicely setting it down about 12 minutes, slowly transforming into the aforementioned Haji, followed by a scapegoat another one from the evening that found a place on my highlights list. Stasic leading the way as we head off after six minutes, lacing up its dancing shoes and heading off. Stasic holding on to that fatty baseline underneath, releasing it and slipping into something a little sexier. Still less than a year since its live debut, and we have seen some massive growth from that tune already. And who knew that this song that was a product of a COVID auction to have the band write a song would become what this has today. And it's still an infant. Like, I don't think anybody could have predicted that we would see this in the magnitude that we have, you know? Abandoning the jam, working itself up and coming back into Bridgeless. 
Plunger would follow, going for a nice drive around the neighborhood slightly before eight minutes, before stomping into the ending of 1348 that started the night to close out the second set. Encore, Don't You Forget About Me with Mo, covered 12 times now, last played April 29th, 2022 at Variety Playhouse in Atlanta. Fun fact about this cover and Mo. When Umphreys covered this on February 28th, 2020 at Crystal Ballroom in Portland, Oregon, Al replaced Brendan on guitar. Originally by Simple Minds, that can be found on their 1985 The Breakfast Club album. All right. So that's everything I have for this week of the show. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this massive episode. There was a lot to talk about. um, So I appreciate you listening all the way to the end. There are a bunch of links in the show notes for where you can check out the set list of the shows we chatted about, as well as where you can give them a listen. Also, any videos on YouTube from the weekend. I know there's videos of full sets that you can watch, so check that out. Also in the show notes, links for anything else I may have referenced throughout this episode. Also for where you can check out the first five episodes of the new miniseries, We've Come So Far, and so much more. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll see you around these parts in three weeks. Mad love.